Today's episode of the Dog Friendly KW podcast is brought to you by Jacqueline Wadi Consulting, helping small businesses and charities build a strategy to help them grow. Follow J Wadi Consults on Instagram or visit our website at JacquelineWadiConsulting.com. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW podcast with your hosts, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. services for your dog is something that you should carefully consider. This is the person that will help shape your pup into their best selves, keep them healthy, and could even potentially save your pet's life. Scary, we know, but today we're going to chat about some things to consider when choosing a service for your pup. So, let's go. Welcome to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your host, Justina McKenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are chatting about some steps in choosing a service provider for your pup. So think groomers, trainers, veterinarians. This can be a super hard decision as you obviously want what's best for your pup and you want to set them up for success. So let's chat about some things that you'll want to think about. All right. Yeah. The first one I want to say is fairly obvious, but sometimes it, it may be not. Um, it's credentials. Um, this one is kind of a no brainer when it comes to choosing any sort of service, but check to ensure that the service is certified to do the service they're actually set to provide. So i.e. if you're going to a vet, make sure that they are a certified veterinarian and that they have certified vet techs uh, that work for them. Yes. And I believe, I forget what the organization is for this, but um, of course for like a profet there is a professional body for veterinarians. It's like the Veterinarian Association of Ontario or the Veterinarian Association of Canada. And on those it is the CV. It is the CVO. So it's the College of Veterinarians of Ontario, and it is a public register available um, with information on veterinarian license status. So, i.e., you have a vet, and hopefully, they are legit and haven't done anything to have their license removed, um, what you can do is you can go on the CVO website and search to ensure that the vet you or vet tech you are going to uh, is actually falling under this uh, umbrella of licenses. Um, again, that's the CVO. If you search CVO.com in, in Google, it'll, it'll show up for you. Yeah. Where this gets a little murkier is with trainers. Um, there are definitely, um, certification bodies for dog trainers across Ontario and across Canada, but unfortunately dog training as a profession is not properly regulated. Um, so just because there is like a certification doesn't mean there's any like 
regulatory things happening on a regular basis to make sure that those people are actually doing their due diligence and know what they're doing. Um, So this is a bit of a tough one, but obviously you want your trainer to have some sort of training in dog behavior, in training methods. This is going to depend on what methods you go with, um, kind of all of those pieces. Ken's anything to add on that? No, you can just do, um, you know, checking things like, you know, their experience. So how long have they been training for? Um, even newer trainers obviously need to build up, you know, clientele and rapport. So, but a lot of them have done uh, a lot of work in the past with, with dogs, um, or other animals, uh, another thing is just uh, checking uh, basic standards and guidelines. So uh, this is more so regulated in the states. In Ontario, it's kind of a gray area, but there are, again, um, certifications that do say like, hey, yes, I have done this. <clears throat> the Animal Behavior yeah. College is one that a lot of people will go to and will get certified. They are R+. Um for the most part, but there are, you know, documentations out there that can, uh, be used as credentials. Um, getting, uh, referrals is really, really important when it comes to trainers. And we will talk about that a bit later. Um, but yeah, unfortunately there's no, I am a trainer document. (laughs) Yeah. The one thing I will say is that, um, I forget what the exact title is, but like, behavior so like dog behavioral or behaviorists there is a like an actual body that regulates behaviorists and there is like certain credentials they have to have obtained so that one is actually like separate and aside from trainers um so if you were let's say recommended by your vet to go to a behaviorist you would want to look for a true behaviorist and there definitely is a governing body for that type of work um but groomers no clear credentials. Same. Um, you see a lot of, yeah, apprenticeships for groomers. It's more, it's treated more like a trade, right? Yeah, it's the same as trainers. Like, uh, unfortunately, there's no, like, body that's uh, that looks out for registered groomers, so to speak. Um, there are different courses that uh, groomers can go to um, to, you know, just better their knowledge. But a lot of it is passed down knowledge. So, um, yeah, exact kind of think of like an, a, a tattoo artist. It's uh, like an apprenticeship, an apprenticeship type model. Um, you are brought under the wing of an experienced groomer. They teach you the ways. Um, knowing dog breeds is super important and how to, you know, treat each uh, coat correctly, et cetera. That is just a lot of experience. So a little different there. Um, but under the umbrella of credentials, yeah, the um, vet side of things is really, really heavy there. Yeah. Um, okay. I feel very passionate about this next section. So um, referrals and reviews. So like online reviews. Um, obviously, there's loads of places where you can get reviews for different types of services, whether that is Google reviews, Facebook reviews. Um, some people use Yelp. I don't really use Yelp. I'm a Google review girl, but like you can bet that I am not going to a new service provider for anything without doing a deep dive into their Google reviews. Like I'm going down that rabbit hole. (laughs) I will say that take Google reviews with a grain of salt. Like I tend to look more than anything. I tend to look for patterns. 
So if there, you know, are a handful of people being like, this place sucks, I'm probably going to ignore those. But if there's an ongoing pattern and people are saying the same things and have the same concerns, they're probably valid. Um, Also, keep in mind that sometimes reviews can be disputed and screened and then they get deleted. So that's a thing to keep in mind as well. But let's talk more about like community reviews and referrals. So Ken's, where would you go as like a resource for for this sort of thing? So we are really fortunate to have an awesome um, online community of dog owners um, in the area. And uh, the Facebook group Dog Owners of KW is a fantastic resource. So um, Maria, who is the main admin for that page, has created um, different services uh files and you can click on there and see different services that are available. So trainers, groomers, um, and, um, I don't know if she has vets on there, but same with our guides. Like it's very, very similar where the services are laid out. Um, and you can just kind of scroll through. So yeah. So while the list is super helpful, um, one thing that can also be incredibly helpful is to search in the group. So if you search like positive reinforcement trainer or balance trainer or groomer for doodle, um, you're going to get an onslaught of threads where people have already probably answered that question a lot of times. Um, They have been um, really increasing the... Moderating? Yes. Um, because there are so many questions of this nature, this is one of the reasons why we did this episode. Um, they are really, uh, increasing moderating on those types of questions and encouraging people to do a search because there's so much existing knowledge already there. So just with a quick search, you can get a really good sense of who in our community is incredibly reputable. So between that and Google reviews, you should be in a pretty good place to know if, um, a service as well sought after essentially yeah this is a key starting point i think for a lot of these searches on what will work and what you what you think will work best for your dog so start there again google dog owners of kw group great starting point okay so ken's i'm looking for a service that has like an in-person space facility What are some of the things I want to keep in mind if I'm going to go see a space? Um, So a trainer has a space, a vet clinic, or a grooming salon. What do I want to look for? Well, please make sure the space is clean. If it's not clean, then maybe, (laughs) hmm, I don't know. If you're thinking of, you know, if it is a training facility that you are planning on training your dog in or maybe eventually boarding them, a lot of training facilities do offer that kind of board thing. Vets are huge. If you go into a vet, a, a vet facility should be as clean as a human hospital. So there should be no difference there. Um, you should walk in and feel like you are in a very sterile environment. Um, and lastly, groomers. Yes, there's going to be dog hair everywhere. It is a grooming salon. However, um, you know, have a look around quickly just to see if, um, you know, they're, uh, storing their, um, cutting shears in a, in a, a correct manner that there's not, you know, piles of dog poop 
places, you know, like it's, it's things like that. So yeah, just check to see that the place is tidy. Um, is it ventilated? This one is really huge, especially in like, um, in, in grooming salons and vets clinics. Um, it's always uh, nice to check to see if the place uh, has safety procedures um, for health and hygiene practices. Uh, this is a regulated thing in most of these situations with uh, dogs being in play. And uh, yeah, don't be afraid to check out the facility beforehand. Uh, I think this is one that a lot of people choose um, to forego. But if you are choosing a vet, like don't be afraid to go in and check it out, scope it out a little bit, um, you know, meet, meet the, um, the team if you can, same with like groomers, yeah. you know, introduce yourself, introduce your dog, see if you get a good vibe, all of these things. Um, don't be afraid to do especially, that. Especially with a vet clinic, because these are the folks that are going to be supporting you at some of your most stressful times. So you want to make sure that you, you know, you walk in and you get a good vibe from their space and it feels like a good fit for your personality and you like the staff and these are people that you're going to be engaging with when you're probably not your best self to be honest that is so true um right like if your dog is sick and not doing well so just something to keep in mind don't hesitate to meet with these types of service providers before you commit to working with them yeah very very true so there we have it we've talked about the first few things to look for when choosing a service for your furry pal when we come back we'll continue chatting about other things to consider because there's still quite a few so we will be right back All right, it is time for our Celebrity Pup of the Week. We are doing something new and special this season. If you haven't already heard, all of our celebrity pups of the week from season six are going to be entered into a Instagram bracket challenge to win a MIDI photo session with Victor Rose Photography. So this week, who do we have as our celebrity pup of the week, Ken's? All right. This week, we have a very special boy. His name is Drumroll. Griffin, and he is Griffin's underscore golden underscore life on Instagram, and Griffin is a 
beautiful golden retriever living his best life here in the area. So um, if you go check out his Instagram, you will see all of his adventures. Um, you'll see him swimming and checking out different hiking trails and just living his best golden life. So if you could go check out Griffin on Instagram, he is just the best boy. And Griffin has definitely already done some work with Victor at Victor Rose Photography. And some of the photos are hilarious. So I'm sure his family would absolutely love more adorable studio photos of him. So congrats, Griffin. We love seeing you out in the community. You are this week's Celebrity Pup of the Week. Welcome back to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast with your hosts, Justine and Mackenzie on Midtown Radio KW. And today we are talking about choosing a service for your pup and some things to consider. So we're talking about groomers, vets, and trainers, you name it. Let's keep it rolling. Let's keep chatting about choosing these services. All right, Justine, what is next? So this one's very important. (laughs) Um, thinking about your own philosophy and ethics. So this one, I, I mean, I immediately think of trainers. So what training methods would you like to use? Are you wanting to do, you know, positive reinforcement? Are you wanting to do force-free, balanced? What are the methods you want a trainer to work with you on? Um, are you comfortable with trainer using tools on your pup or teaching you how to use how to use certain tools. Um, do you want a one-on-one training session? Do you want a group session? Um, so training, but, and Ken's, I think you can chime in on this a little bit. I think this also comes into play with vets as well um, because, you know, I choose to use a prong with my dog. You choose to feed your dog raw. There's probably some vets that would disagree with that decision. And nobody wants to go to their vet and feel like they're being judged for their decisions as a dog owner. Yeah, I am really, really thankful that I found a vet early on in my dog's lives that were okay with A, my dog staying intact for dog shows, and B, me feeding my dogs raw. Um, My vet normally isn't a pro-raw food vet. Um, She has um, told me a few times um, that, but she does see that I take very good care of my dogs and has not given judgment since. So if my dogs obviously were malnourished or, you know, weren't looking fit and healthy, then she would tell me. Um, But um, yeah, it's about finding a vet in this case that will respect you and um, your choices with your dog. And, um, that, same with the training piece, like this one, yes, is like screaming trainers to me. Um, it's, you know, are you choosing to go positive reinforcement, force-free or balanced? And these, you know, three main buckets of training, um, are just a decision that you need to make and swing to one side or the other. You know, you can kind of have a a fence-on approach in a lot of these, but dogs are, the way they communicate, they like to be very structured in the way they think. So sticking to one is, is usually the case. And that's how trainers 
work. Um, there was one really good quote that I uh, stole from the American Kennel Club website, and here it is. So, Great trainers understand that their job is to train you to train your dog. Although they may want to work with one adult at a time, depending on a dog's issues, at some point in the process, they should welcome the entire household, kids included. First-rate trainers understand the importance of getting the whole family on board for consistency. So that's something else here um, to think about, you know, choosing a trainer that is more than happy to work with the entire family. Yes. And I love this quote because I'll never forget when Lily came over for our first session with Marshall when Marshall was like eight weeks old and she came into our condo and I was like, he's in his crate. Do you want me to go get him? And she was like, no, we can just, we'll just sit down. (laughs) And I was like, when are we going to get him? She's like, probably the last like 10 minutes. Like, oh, what are we doing then? She's like, I'm basically training you (laughs) essentially. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> but I had never worked with a trainer before, so it was just such a new experience. And I was like, oh, I guess you are teaching me, right? Like you're teaching us so that we can implement the proper strategies with him. Like you're not going to teach him anything in the two hours you're here. You're going to teach me so that I can teach him every day. Exactly. And that's like the key takeaway there. So, um, yeah, just something to think about when it comes to your own philosophy and ethics um, in all of these, um, you know, services. Okay. What is next? I think this one is like a big one that people just like organically think about, but I I don't know, maybe not, but uh, it is location, location, location. And don't forget cost. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how far are you willing to travel for these services? I don't like driving places. I literally hate driving places. I'm going to pick vets and services that are super close to me, like preferably within a five kilometer radius. (laughs) Yeah. I think this is really important. Um, Also to keep in mind for vets, you know, in emergency situations as well. So I know that not all of us have the luxury of living, you know, downtown Kitchener or anything. Um, But uh, thinking about choosing a spot that does have maybe some emergency hours available or emergency resources available, um, whether that's, you know, well, primarily I'm talking about vets um, and or maybe trainers. um, But how you know, how would you be able to get there? What is the closest one? Is it the right, is it the right facility? You know, these are all things to consider here. Um, and then lastly about the budget piece. So as many of us know, and if, if we go into any forum, uh, dog forum, whether that's on any social media platform, we see a lot of discussion around pricing. Yeah. And, um, pricing is very subjective and a lot of these, um, fields, whether that is grooming, veterinary work, and or um, training. So it it does come down to, you know, choosing a service that not only suits you and your dog, but your budget, because if it doesn't suit your budget, then it's not, it's never going to work out. So um, know your budget and just uh, do your best to find a service that fits within that budget, because it ranges so vastly. Uh, We see it again, all the time. And again, dog owners of KW is a great resource. Do that search um, for if you're looking, i.e. I'm just going to use this as an example to spare neuter your pet. Mm. Um, That is brought up many, many times, especially through the pandemic with all these puppies coming through. Um, So have have a quick search on, you know, 
good place to have my dog spayed or neutered cost and you will find a hundred different responses throughout the years. So definitely. All right. Well, what is our last thing, Ken's, that we want to consider when we're looking for a service? So big one here is making sure that both you and your pets, your dog are comfortable. So this comes down to things like customer service, um, you being comfortable with your vet groomer uh, and or trainer to feel, you know, comfortable talking about what is actually going on in your life. Because if you are to not expose what is actually happening behind closed doors in a lot of these cases, then your that provider is not going to be able to help you. Um, so it's really, really important to make sure that you have a good relationship, a working relationship with this individual, because that is going to really be what happens and is the case when it comes down to, um, you know, finding a, a good vet or even a, a good trainer or possibly even a groomer because maybe your dog doesn't like their feet being touched and you don't expose, you don't say that to your groomer, right? They're, they're, your dog's going to have a bad time. So um, that's the, the point around this. Yeah. And I think, I mean, you're any service provider. You want your dog to be as comfortable as possible. I'll share like a super quick little story. Marshall went for his first full groom a month or two ago and um I dropped him off he's been to that groomer a number of times for nail trim so very familiar with her he loves her everything's fine so I drop him off and I go to the grocery store and then I look at my phone and I have like three missed calls and I was like oh my god my dog bit the groomer like Marshall bit the groomer was happening so I call her back and she goes so normally with bigger dogs, I get my partner to help me lift them into the tub. And Marshall really doesn't like my partner. <laughs> and he will not let him even come near him, let alone lift him into the tub. And I was like, first of all, thank you for not pushing him beyond his point of comfort. And second of all, I will be right there. So then I drove back and I helped her get him to the tub and everything was fine. But that was just such like a, an affirmation to me that I've picked the right groomer because she was willing to pause what she was doing, delay the whole process, wait for me to come back so that Marshall felt safe and comfortable when she easily could have taken the quickest route and probably pushed him to a point where he maybe could have bet somebody. Um, but I was so grateful um, for that. And I think, yeah, those types of incidents, I think, really shine through and reiterate that you've picked the right person. One thousand percent. Yeah, that is a great story for this. And keep in mind that some initial discomfort around new experiences can be normal for some dogs and most likely will be normal for some dogs, especially if mom and dad or whomever leave the room. Um, but signs of anger, fear and distress towards the service is like certainly a red flag. And that is just a clear sign that you're you, you haven't chosen the right service. So, yeah, that's a that's a great way to end it so um, there you go there are some examples on what you can do and or ask when you're looking for the right service for your dog so we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back
you've been listening to the Dog Friendly KW Podcast, and today we've been talking about how to choose a service for your pup. Yep, and remember that what we've talked about today are just a few things to remember when looking for a service. Um, Don't be discouraged if it takes a few times to find a service that really suits you and your dog and that you are happy with. And it's okay. That's fine. There's lots of different services out there and sometimes we try and we fail and, but sometimes we find something that suits us and that sticks throughout our dog's life. So the relationship that we have uh, with these businesses and the relationships our dogs have with these businesses are really, really essential. Again, these are like core foundations of a dog's life. So, um, If you do need um, some more resources to help you search for a service, I'm just going to plug in our community guide, uh, our community guide on our website, www.dogfriendlykw.com. We have a whole list of services, but if you're looking for those referrals slash reviews, definitely check out Dog Owners of KW on Facebook. Amazing. Well, thanks for tuning in today to the Dog Friendly KW podcast. We hope you've enjoyed listening. Till next time time.